And hello friends, thank you for tuning in to another fantastic show of Liquored Listings. This is your host, Big Earn McCracken, coming back at you again today with another topic. Today's topic, this is, this one took me a lot more research than I expected. Because there's a lot of ways I wanted to go with this. First and foremost... I really thought that I should probably include the Beatles there. That's why I had them open the show. I mean, the Beatles are the greatest boy band of all time. But what they what they did was they separated themselves away from being a boy band. Uh, they became probably the greatest band of all time. That's for a sh- uh, future show, and we can discuss that that down the road. So what? constitutes a boy band what makes a boy band a boy band i think for the most part it's what makes them catch on you know oftentimes it's very poppy lots of times it's the look the feel of the band but they're not generally always known for their music talent and where where they separate themselves is their attraction to the opposite sex and sometimes the same sex, sure. But it's oftentimes a look at how they measured up in the popularity that they gained for simply being a a, a novelty act in a way, I guess, is a way to describe it. Now, I've left others off the list, like... When I was first approached about doing this one, this was a special request from one of my long-term listeners, and I I wanted to make sure that I did this show for her, and she wanted to see where I ranked people. But immediately, I wanted to put Blink-182, because I think they're awesome. But they're not really a boy band. So this became more and more (laughs) difficult for me to break down and assess what really makes a boy band? And I had to break it all down through all the categories. Now, the show today is going to have some from the 60s, from the some from the 70s. I left off One Direction off the top five list. Now, do they deserve a spot? That's completely up to the listener. I don't think they earned it. I don't. I don't think they had the longevity yet. And... The only one that they could compete with for the longevity of sustainability was so far superior than they were. Uh, I also left off the Backstreet Boys. Now, that's going to be a controversial one. I'm sure that was, in my college years, the big debate amongst the college girls back in the day. Backstreet or sync. Backstreet or sync. I don't really care because you girls were watching Passions. 
some weird, weird soap opera type of thing of a jigger. I, I have no idea. So I don't really, I, I can't put Backstreet there. They didn't quite get as good as the others on the list. And you're going to find out why. My list is superior in Backstreet. Sorry. Sorry, gents. You just didn't find a way. And then there was a lot of R&B that I really wanted to put on. Uh, D12, that had almost a rap R&B style. There's a lot of different, different groups that I could have put on, but I had to narrow it down to five. Now, I want to hear your thoughts. Go ahead and send me your agreeance, hate, whichever it is, at jboanche 79 on Twitter. Send me, you know, send me any nasty or funny mail. I love to hear them. I think they're hilarious to read. Uh, but if you support it, even better. If not, you can find me on the Line app under Flung Dung. F-L-U-N-G-D-U-N-G. I love to hear from the fans. And this is this is a different category I didn't think I'd actually make. But as any category, you can count on Big Irma Kraken to absolutely give you just one of the finest lists available. So here we go. We have to get right into it. Um, my number five. I'll talk more about them after the break, but they were from the early 60s, and they started off as a television program. Here they are, coming in at number five. This is their, one of their hit songs, Daydream Believer. This is The Monkees. Now, I can almost guarantee that very few of you would have put the monkeys on your list, which would have been an absolute travesty, but I guess a lot of you don't have the breadth, uh, you know, how broad my, my understanding of music is. They were simply uh, uh, outstanding. They started out basically as they wanted to do a show about a band that wanted to be as big as the Beatles. And so like in 1966, I think that was when they were formed, something like that. But they wanted, that was the show. That was the premise of the show. But un 
fortunately for them, and unfortunately for a lot of listeners out there that don't really care for this style of music, it really took off. They had unbelievable songs, you know, chart toppers, uh, like the one I just played, Daydream Believer. Then they had the, we'll take the last train to Clarksville, and we'll, and they all sang on it, and just like the Beatles. It was pretty much a spinoff of the Beatles. That's what they were trying to accomplish in this. They had another chart topper called I'm a Believer. I mean, you got to understand. See, the monkeys went to, through like a quick rise and then an immediate drop-off. And then in the mid-'80s, the, uh, the show came back on the air, and they got a revival again. I actually met Davy Jones many, many times at a pub in Richmond, Virginia that I used to work at. And he was, I wouldn't say a regular, but we'd say see him, you know, three to four times a month at least. You know, he'd come in and watch a football match and have some pints. And a really good dude, Davy Jones. Uh, he passed away in like 2012. But ultimately, when you really break it down, wait till you hear the number that I tell you. You're going to be astounded. They are the second highest on my list of actual albums sold of all of my five, top five second highest they sold 75 million copies worldwide 75 million copies do you realize how astronomical of a number that is it is absolute insanity and a travesty that a lot of people still may not recognize who they were there it is coming in at your number five the monkeys and that was their one of their three major major hits daydream believer i think that rose up to number one on the charts at one point there was a lie uh, that their producer once said that they outsold the beatles in 1967 which was a complete and utter fabrication but they still sold a ton at the time they just a a fun loving and just be because of how they made their name, they weren't supposed to be anything. They were supposed to be a TV show that turned into a band. There you have it. Your number five, The Monkees. We're already off to a hot start. We're already off to a heart stop. Hot, heart stop. <laughs> uh, what an unbelievable song, though. Uh, Daydream Believer. And you should check out The Last Train to Clarksville. It's an, a really, really fantastic song. And that has to lead us out of our number five. And this one, I feel bad that I'm putting them here. Like, I'm, I'm thinking about switching it on the spot right now. Because I want to not, not shit on the old school, but the... Uh, I can't get them above number three. So here it is. Number four. The Beach Boys. Kokomo. Bodies in the 
and a lot of people don't really understand how impactful the Beach Boys were back in the day. I mean, they came up, they were that surf, that surfing style, but they were so, they were giants of the industry. Uh, do you remember that, uh, what was his name? Charles Manson actually was friendly with one of their members. I forget which one, but they were friendly out, out in California. But they were all about the surfing, the easy life. And I don't think they really loved having that stigma. But it's what made them famous. It's what made them so, so popular and still lasting legacies to this day. You go to pretty much any like laid back, like tiki style restaurant in Florida, you're going to hear the Beach Boys and a plethora of Jimmy Buffett. It's the same style. They're going to, it's that relaxing have a have a margarita a pina colada and overlook the the beach or any body of water but or on your boat they really made a name for themselves and what's what's funny about this is they're actually number one on my list of all time selling i mean that tells you how good this list really is and why they both these 60s bands really had to make the list when it comes to boy band lists I couldn't put them higher, and that's basically because I didn't. I didn't grow up in the phase. I didn't go. I didn't, wasn't part of the craze that absolutely was infatuated with these two bands. But the Beach Boys were unbelievable. They had 100 million records sold, including four number ones. Obviously inducted into the Hall of Fame. That was in 1998. They had 36 songs actually reach the top 40. That, that's incredible numbers. This, these are numbers that rank up there with the likes of the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. Like, I, I dare say, like a magazine, I don't know for sure, but I would dare say that the Rolling Stone magazine would probably put them somewhere in their top 100, if not top 50 of the greatest bands of all time maybe even musical acts of all time, just because of the sheer volume of the of music that they put out that was commercially successful. Like I said, I deep down, they didn't really love it. From what you can read about, they weren't in love with this whole surfer mentality, but it's what, I mean, money talks. And if that's what's selling, that's what's selling. They were actually on the same label. Uh, I think it was Phil Spector was the same producer as the Beatles back in the day. And he actually preferred the Beach Boys over the Beatles because this was before the Beatles really got into their groove and they were still that poppy, like I want to hold your hand style of music versus, you know, what they became, the intellectual, smart, creative, talented musicians that the Beatles were. But there was a almost a back and forth with the Beach Boys on who they should promote. So, I mean, you got to give props where it's due, and I'm putting them squarely on the list with 100 million records sold. I mean, how do I keep them off the list? I, I don't know a boy band that sold more. So, either way, there you have it. They're number four. I could have swapped this in number three, but, you know, I'm just not old, so fuck off. They're number four. There it is. The Beach Boys. That brings us 
to our number three of the day. And this one, uh, this one reminds me of when I was a young child and I had older aunts, you know, like teenage aunts and, or mid, like early 20s, teenage to early 20 aunts. And they loved this band or this group, this boy band. They, and they had a revival in the mid-2000s at some point when they toured with, with other people like One Direction or or Backstreet Boys. and But they were the real, when you think about a modern boy band, they have to be there. They have to be there. Uh, Donnie Wahlberg now is involved with other, other projects, uh, but he was one of the founding men or members of New Kids on the Block, and they come in at your number three, and I'm going to burn my eardrums out or possibly walk away. But here you have it. This is oh 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 oh, hang in tough. You know, it, it, Did you know I'm, I'm sorry ahead of time when I play this, guys, because it's not. This is not all sunshines and roses for for many of my listeners out there. But what can I do? When I gotta create a list, I gotta give you the best of the best. So here it is, hang in tough. deal with it I can't even deal with it oh my god but they deserve their spot when it comes to an actual boy band it's like how do I leave them off but it's so atrocious it's so atrocious like when they have to tell you we're tough you're about as tough as fucking my linens when they come out of the dryer you're not very tough, you old bird, you. <laughs> but, man, you you got to think about what they... They incorporated it all. They incorporated all the dancing, all the swagger, the image, 
That's what they did, and that's what created the modern boy band and what went forward from there. That's why they were so popular. I mean, they fucking sold 70 million records. Remember, I talk about these records in sales. Do you know what I mean? Because they actually matter. Like, who who bought them and why were they so popular? It's because people bought them. Now everything is downloads and stuff like that, so you can't get the same type of measurement, but you're getting the same... You're getting people 70 million records. That's, they have to listen to all your rubbish songs. And, <laughs> like, they won uh, the American Music Awards for favorite pop rock uh, band. Like, can you... Are you kidding me? You know, in the in the 90s, that's unbelievable. 80s and 90s, it's, it's unbelievable how successful they were. And they... You know, they were still able to parlay that into coming back in like, uh, now I'm looking right now, I'm looking it up right now, 2008, they were back and they're actually like somewhat popular again. They're NKOTB these days and not New Kids on the Block. Very clever. <laughs> but I mean, they, they, they know... They just knew how to get it done. You had think I don't think you have to give their music a ton of credit to give their success a lot of credit. It's choreographed, it's image, and it's everything that a modern boy band can be. And that's why I I had to put them in at number three. And they had the same, you know, similar numbers as the monkeys and the Beach Boys. But when I think Right off the top of my head, boy band. These, these, this is the style I'm thinking. You know that pop, that pop style. And I am sorry I subjected your ears to it, but new kids on the block earned their spot. And I am so losing so much accreditation right now with a lot of people that listen to my show. Thanks a lot. There, I'm not going to mention your name. You asked me not to mention your name. If I did this show, but thank you. You know who you are. I'm going to have to do something completely masculine. Thank, thank God I just did the wrestling show a few days ago or, or I, I would be sitting here wallowing in my own, uh, my, in my own shit right now, trying to fucking deal with this. But yeah, they beat the backstreet boys. They beat, you know, stuff like, what was that other one? Who was that? Nick Lachey guy. Wasn't he in a band? The one that was married to Jessica Simpson. She was hot. I like Jessica Simpson. Yeah, 98 degrees. I'm glad it popped into my head. Sometimes my memory isn't as good as it once was. But yeah, 98 degrees. And But nope. New Kids on the Block, you have earned your spot coming in at number three. You know where that leads us? It's the final countdown and we have the top two here. And it really wasn't that difficult. I knew who my number one was immediately. I had no questions about it. So number two was just as easy because their career was a lot shorter. But the impact that they had on the boy band scene, because that's the topic tonight, is insurmountable. I mean, they were 
absolutely enormous. They sold the same amount of records in a four-year period than New Kids did in their career, the Monkees did, and just, just a little shy of the Beach Boys. That's right. The one and only NSYNC gets in. And to be honest with you, I actually like a couple of their members. So, I mean, we all know JT, Justin Timberlake. I mean, how how great of a career has he had? He's a he's an actual triple threat. He can act. He can sing. He's funny. I mean, so without him, maybe they wouldn't have been as good. But all the girls love JT. And Joey Fatone, I think, is just awesome. He often helps out the Impractical Jokers on one of my favorite TV shows of all time. So here it is. Uh, I'm not playing Bye Bye Bye. I'm going to play one of their other hits because you would expect Bye Bye Bye. Here it is, In Sync, coming in at number two with It's Gonna Be May or May or whatever they fucking want to say. Honestly, fuck. I was actually singing along to that song, wasn't I? You couldn't hear it. I I was on mute, so you didn't have to be brutalized by my voice trying to sing that song. But (laughs) it's it's really kind of catchy. The video's actually pretty cleverly done, where they're like figurines in in like a shopping center. So... they're toys or whatever. It's kind of clever. Kind of clever. They have the uh, the uh, puppeteering thing going on. Pretty pretty good song. All And pretty much every single April, you can guarantee that there's a meme coming out with, It's gonna be May. You know, they're really, they really just nailed it. And they were so short-lived. They were, they really, I mean, they were, really active for about four years and then jt took off and took off his career and we can all see where that led to but 
I mean, they're still living off, you know, how great they were. I mean, they, they performed with some of the greats. You know, they were respected with, like, Elton John, Stevie Wonder, Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, Phil Collins, Celine Dion, Aerosmith, Nelly. I mean, they, uh, Alabama, Gloria Estefan. They crossed over into so many. Uh, they were just respected and they were loved. And that's, I mean, that's like the pinnacle of what the new kids on the block were. And Sync brought it to that level. And it was the right time, the late 1990s, early 2000s, for them to shine. And for the love of God, they did it. They nailed it. I mean, that's pop, teen pop as you can ever be. That's it. That is as good as it gets when it comes to teen pop. I mean, we all we all know it. So, I mean, and I said pop a couple times. Remember that dirty pop? You know, I don't know. I got to give them credit where it's due. Not my style of music. Many of these aren't. But my number one, I will stand behind because I can listen to them on a consistent basis. But NSYNC, great job. You have got the number two spot on the greatest boy bands of all time on the greatest listing show of all time. So you know that means something. So congratulations, NSYNC. But I have to move on. I have to move on because this isn't me. Whew. All right, let's move on to our number one. Our number one is my personal favorite, and they have earned this spot from a collective of boys that became men during their time. They are probably the greatest vocalists when they all come together as a group. They work so well together. They harmonize their R&B. They have some of the most incredible stats of all time, which I'll lead into after I play a clip from their first song. Here it is. End of the road, boys to men. This summer, not all 5G networks are created equal. T-Mobile covers more interstate highway miles with 5G than the other guys. T-Mobile, America's largest, fastest, most reliable 5G network.
belong to me. I belong to you. Oh, man. All right. That's it. I've had it now. Who wants to start a man band with me? A man band. We can just do all the choreography. I'll do all the harmonizing. You, you, you can hear that I have the voice of a fallen angel, completely fallen to the to the depths of hell when it comes to musical talent. But man, I, you gotta love Boys to Men, right there. I mean, they when they all come together and they all do their part. Does anybody remember the their song "Please Don't Go"? And they have this one guy that just sings like complete baritone, and he, and basically all he has to do for the most part is harmonize in the background and every once in a while talk. Hey baby, I'm real sorry. Never meant to hurt you. Please don't go. Please don't go away from me. I'm telling you. These guys were on point, on fire all the time. One little quick stat before I come and finish up this show, because I'm going to give a little bit more about Boys to Men after I play you one more song. Let's just put it this way. They have four Grammy Awards. Name another boy band that really has the Grammy Awards to put their whole career and, and wrap it all up into a tight, tight, you know, beautiful little bow. It is Boys to Men. So here's one last song. And this song may have gotten more college age kids laid, you know, may have, other than probably the album Crash by Dave Matthews Band. I don't know any other song that's been played more. It's played more than any. Crash, the song by Dave Matthews, and this, they're, they're tied for number one there. I, I'd have to break down really what it's all about. But this song, I'll Make Love to You, helped a lot of a lot of ugly people get laid in college back in the day. So we're going to go out, and I'll give you a few more statistics and why Boys to Men is our number one on the show today. But here it is, I'll Make Love to You.
Tell me I'm fucking wrong. I dare you. I dare you to actually write me and tell me I'm wrong. I have just shown you the greatest boy band of all time. I promised you I would give you stats to support my decision for this. They had End of the Road, the two songs you just heard. End of the Road was number one on the charts for 13 straight weeks. Most by any boy band of all time. Do you know what they got replaced by? I'll make love to you. With 14 straight weeks after that. That's 27 straight weeks in a row that Boys to Men was the number one song in the country. They had it for 27 weeks. That's half a year. Then, about a month and a half later, they put 16 straight weeks. 16 straight weeks up with one sweet day. Their total, their total weeks at number one is 50 weeks on the top of the charts. Now, do, do you know who beats them? This is all time. This isn't just boy bands. Let me give you the list of the people that are ahead of them for the most weeks atop the charts at number one. Number one, Drake. Number two, The Beatles. Number three, Rihanna. Number four, Elvis. And number five, Mariah Carey. They are number six. That puts them so far above and beyond any other boy band that could possibly imagine it's not even fair to incorporate them into this category, but they really are. I mean, it's four gentlemen harmonizing and making beautiful, beautiful music. That's why Big Irma Kraken has the greatest list of all time and nailed it once again. That's right. Number one, Boys to Men, ABC, BBD, the East Coast family. Never skipped a beat. No. Whew. Yeah, we forgot about Cooley High Harmony. They have so many fucking great songs. Such a dynamic, dynamic group. So, thanks again, guys. You heard it. You have another list under your belts. You know what to do. You're loving the show. The numbers are growing and growing and growing. Don't miss out on being one of the first supporters because when the sponsorships really start taking off, I'm going to be doing a lot of giveaways and I'm going to remember who a lot of my first supporters are. You can support the show by donating $1.99, $4.99, or $9.99 right on the Anchor webpage where this is hosted. Like, subscribe, and most importantly, share the shit out of this. It's awesome that you guys are doing this. I'm, I'm overwhelmed, to be honest with you, at the support that I'm getting. And I, I know that some of these lists aren't your cup of tea, but I have to take all consideration in when people are giving me topics to discuss because I'm always going to give the right answers and you guys can discuss it later at the water cooler. Once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Liquored Listings. This is your host, Bigger McCracken, telling you to go out there, smile, laugh, love each other, and 
have as much fun as you possibly can in any single day. It's too short. We all know life's too short. We all say that, but we don't ever recognize it until something really negative happens to our one of our friends and family. So remember to live your life to the fullest, guys. It's 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 not a rat race. You've got to get out there and enjoy the life that you lead. Other than that, be safe. Don't drink and drive. Love you all. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to Liquored Listings.